Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. With our series here in the month of Ramadan, Paths of Peace, where we talk about and explore the concept of peace and tranquility in the Qur'an. There's a very powerful statement that is issued within the Qur'an in Surah number 20, Surah Taha, in Ayah number 47. And this statement was then utilized by the Prophet wasallam as well. And I'll just quote the relevant part of the ayah and then I'll um, fill in the context. But the statement in this verse is Allah says, وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى مَنِ الْهُدَى That peace and tranquility descends upon the people or the one who follows the guidance. So someone who is willing to open themselves and submit themselves to the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, peace and tranquility descends upon them. And this is said in the Quran. And the Prophet ﷺ also utilized this phrase very famously as Imam Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala and others mention that when the Prophet ﷺ wrote the letters in the seventh year of Hijrah, the Prophet ﷺ wrote letters to all the great kings and rulers of that time. And particularly the one that is mentioned in, what, in this narration, When the Prophet ﷺ wrote the letter to Heracles, the emperor of Rome, he started the letter by saying, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. مِنْ مُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ إِلَى هِرَقَ الْعَظِيمِ الرُّومِ سَلَامٌ عَلَى مَنْ اتَّبَعَ الْهُدَى That may peace be upon the one who follows the guidance. The guidance is there. But whoever follows the guidance, submits to the guidance, opens themselves to be guided by Allah, then may peace and blessings be upon that person. And then he went on to say, أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَإِنِّي أَدْعُوكَ بِذِي عَيَةِ الْإِسْلَامِ I call you 
to Islam, فَأَسْلِمْ تَسْلَمْ يُؤْتِكَ اللَّهُ أَجْرَكَ مَرَّتَيْنِ Submit to Allah and you shall find peace and tranquility. Submit to Allah and you'll find peace and tranquility. And God will give you your reward twofold. So this is a very powerful statement. As-salamu ala man al-huda. Now what is the context behind this statement that Allah issues here in verse number 47? It is from the story of the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And I'll quickly go through this. It's not very lengthy. But Allah tells us in Surah Taha, هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ Musa. Have you heard the story of Musa? إِذْ رَأَى نَارًا فَقَالَ لِأَهْلِهِمْ كُثُوا إِنِّي أَنَسْتُ نَارًا he, was, he saw a fire in the distance while he was traveling with his family. And he said, y'all wait here. I see a fire in the distance. I'll bring some fire back or at least find some directions there at the fire. When he approached it, Allah called out to him and he said, Oh Musa, inni an rabbuka fakhla'na alayka innaka bilwadil muqaddasituwa. Then Allah said, Indeed, I am your Lord, so remove your shoes because you are in the sacred valley of Tuwa. From there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows prophethood upon Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discloses to him, grants him miracles. وَمَا تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَى What's in your right hand, O Musa? قَالَ هِيَ عَصَايَ أَتَوَكَّأُ عَلَيْهَا وَأَهُشُّ بِهَا عَلَىٰ غَنَمِي وَلِيَ فِيهَا مَعَارِبُ أُخْرَىٰ It's my staff. I lean on it. I knock down leaves from the trees for my flock of sheep and goats and animals so that they can eat. And there are many other benefits that I derive from this staff. قَالَ أَلْقِهَا يَا مُوسَىٰ Allah said, throw it down, O Musa. فَأَلْقَاهَا فَإِذَا هِيَ حَيَّةٌ تَسَعَىٰ He threw down the staff and it became this huge serpent moving around very actively. قَالَ خُذْهَا وَلَا تَخَفْ Grab it and don't be afraid. سَنُعِيدُهَا سِيرَتَهَا الْأُولَىٰ We will return it back to its original form. And that's exactly what happened. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala issued to Musa alayhi salam, Maybe one of the toughest assignments that has ever been given to any human being, and that was, اذهب إلى فرعون إنه طغى. Go to Fir'aun because he has completely lost his mind. He has transgressed all limits. So go to him and put the fear of God in him. Musa alayhi salam makes the very beautiful, powerful dua that we are very familiar with. رَبِّ شَحْلِ صَدْرِي وَيَسِّلِّ أَمْرِي O Allah, op open and expand my chest. Simplify my task for me. وَحْلُلْ عُقَدَةً مِّلْ لِسَانِ يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي And remove the knot from my tongue so they can understand what I am saying. وَجَعَلْ لِي وَزِيرًا مِّنْ أَهْلِي هَارُونَ أَخِي That O Allah, grant me someone, an aid, a supporter in my mission, in my task and let that be my brother Harun. And he presents this request before Allah and Allah says, قَالَ قَدْ أُوْتِيْتَ سُؤْلَكَ يَا مُوسَىٰ We grant you your request. وَلَقَدْ مَنَنَّا عَلَيْكَ مَرَّةً أُخْرَىٰ And we have taken care of you up to this point. إِذْ أَوْحِنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّكَ مَا يُوحَىٰ Remember, we gave your mother very specific instructions. Pharaoh and his army were out for blood. They were massacring babies. They were ripping them from their mother's arms and killing them. يُذَبِّحُونَ أَبَنَاءَهُمْ يُقَتِّلُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved you. 
He told your mother to put you in the box or the basket and float you down the river. And then we raised you in safe, the safety of the home of the very enemy that was trying to kill you. And not only that, but then we made it haramna alayka, that we made it so that you would not nurse from any of the women there in the palace of the king until your sister basically came and provided a reference to your mother. They didn't know that was your biological mother. And your mother got to nurse you and feed you and raise you while being under the protection of the king. So we took care of you this whole time. So Allah says in verse number 41, I've prepared you for this moment. Everything in your life has brought you to this moment. So now you and your brother go with my signs, with my message, Allah is saying, and do not be lax or do not be lazy, for lack of a better term, in my remembrance. So go to Fir'aun because once again he has crossed all, exceeded all bounds and limits and boundaries. When you speak to him, speak to him initially with a gentleness, a, a gracefulness. Be graceful in addressing him. Why? Because maybe he'll think, maybe he'll wake up. Because the goal and the objective is to bring him around. It's not to just give him a tongue lashing. It's not to just tell him off. But it's to actually try to bring him around. This is the relevant part now. They said, right now you think about what they're being told to do. They're being told to walk into the court, the palace of one of the greatest tyrants the earth has ever known. That when the Prophet ﷺ wanted to give an example of what Abu Jahl was, he called him Fir'aun Ummati. Fir'aun is the standard of tyranny and oppression. Every tyrant since then is always compared to him. Right? He's the standard. And so they're being told, walk into his court, stand in front of him, and tell him, you are wrong. Fear God. Submit to Allah. Right? Sounds like a suicide mission. And so did they ever verbalize that? Allah says, yes they did. Qala Rabbana. They said, our Lord, our Master. With humility. We are afraid that He will unleash a great harm upon us. That he will do unspeakable things to us. Oh, And in fact, he'll lose his mind even more. He'll be so insulted and so enraged that how dare we admonish him. He'll do things to us that we can't even imagine. And then he'll go even further off the rails than he already is. Allah said, لا تخافا. Don't be afraid. إِنَّنِي مَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُ وَأَرَى because I am with you and I will be listening and I will be watching. Fa'tiyahu. So they came through. 
they walked into the court of Fir'aun. Something fascinating, Ibn Ishaq rahimahullah ta'ala, as quoted by uh, Ibn Kathir and Qurtubi and others, mentions they went to the palace of Fir'aun. They were of course, you can imagine the levels of security. They requested an audience, they were told, have a seat. And they waited there. And when they were kind of asked or interrogated, what do you want to speak to him about? They gave kind of a brief presentation. And nobody in the court of Fir'aun had the audacity to be able to go and say, uh, there are two guys here with a message. Because naturally, two guys are here to see you. Why are they here? What do they want? Well, they want to talk to you. About what? Yeah, they want to tell you to fear God. Right? And this is like a bloodthirsty tyrant. Like he murdered, massacred thousands of babies because he had a bad dream. Like, who's going to tell him? Who? Kill the messenger. He'll eat the messenger. Right? So like, who's going to tell him? And so nobody had the audacity to go, on, go in and actually relate that there are two guys that would need to see you. Ibn Ishaq rahimahullah ta'ala actually mentions Musa and Harun alayhim as-salam went every morning and sat down there and waited and left every evening when everything closed up and they turned the lights off and they went back the next day and left the, that night and went back the next day and left that night and they did this for two years. Two years. They just waited and waited and waited and waited until finally there was this kind of a character like an entertainer or something like that, probably a court jester or something of that sort who had seen them and one day Fir'aun requested his kind of presence and you know entertainment and he goes inside and he's telling jokes and making Fir'aun laugh and this and that and then he kind of goes, he goes, there's some funny, there's some like interesting dudes outside. Here to see you. Who are those, your friends? Ha ha, you know, just making jokes. And Fir'aun's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, there's these guys outside. One of them's got a big old stick and everything. And he's like, what? Who are these people? And he was in that kind of playful mood and he figured, you know, we'll just make a game out of these guys, right? Just, you know, roast them or something. Call them in. And they come in. And then Musa salam starts to speak. And that's when Fir'aun recognizes him. Oh, it's you. But the point is, Fatiyahu, they did their job. They went. They weren't afraid. And they went. Faqula. And they said to him, this was the message when, he find, when they finally got into the court. Inna Rasula Rabbik. We are the messengers sent by your master. You think you're everyone's master? Your master has sent us. فَأَرْسِلْ مَعَنَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ The Israelites that you have enslaved, release them and send them with us. We will take them to safety and freedom. وَلَا تُعَذِّبُهُمْ Stop oppressing them. قَدْ جِئْنَاكَ بِآيَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكَ And we have brought to you a message from your Lord. So listen very carefully. And then Allah, He Himself, interjects into the narrative and Allah says, وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى مَنِ الْهُدَى That the people who follow the guidance, the people who submit to Allah, the people who do the hard things. Why? Because Allah commanded them to do so. Allah's peace 
and blessings and tranquility and serenity is upon them. A lot of times we figure that something seems like a difficult task and it seems counterintuitive to us. If I do the difficult thing, how am I going to find more peace and tranquility? But that's exactly where the secret to peace lies. That elusive tranquility, that serenity, that calmness of the soul that we've been searching for, that's eluded us for so long, it's found exactly where you least expect it. It's found in the sleepless nights. It's found with the sweat dripping off of your forehead while you serve people food. It's found in putting your face on the ground. It's found in the long days of fasting when your mouth is dry and you can you know, barely talk. That's where we find serenity. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ, he would be praying all night long, standing and praying to the point where his feet were swollen. And then it was time for Fajr and he would say, Arihna biha ya It's time to find peace and tranquility. Call the other. Because that's where you find peace and tranquility. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to follow the guidance. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to attain this peace and tranquility. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always keep us in his submission, in his obedience, in his service. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanallah bihamdihi. Subhanakallam bihamdik. Nashad wa la ilaha illa anta. Nasaqfirka wa natubu ilayk.